For the past few weeks, I've been wrestling with what to say about this strange passage and how to say it in just a few minutes. I mean, we have Jesus, who we often ascribe as Prince of Peace, saying, I have not come to bring peace, but rather division. I have come to cast fire upon the earth. It's an uncomfortable text, and it's probably a little bit shocking to hear. But as we approach this text, I've, uh, I've felt convicted that the best way to wade through the weirdness of Jesus's words here are to take them seriously, to not try to explain them away or make them somehow more palatable or easily digestible, but rather to hold them tight and to take them serious. Because I think what Jesus is trying to say and trying to say loudly is that his mission on earth is something radical, that he has come to set ablaze an earthly way of being, to cast a fire on the ways of the world and kindle the beauty and fullness of the kingdom of heaven. And when we participate in those flames, when we live into not only a new way of seeing the world, but a new way of understanding our own being, we'll automatically find ourselves out of place, disjointed and divided. Now, uh, Jesus has been talking about this fire for quite some time in Luke's gospel. Uh, in fact, for the past chapter and a half, Jesus has talked to anybody who will listen to him about what it means to follow him and what the cost of following him is. Uh, he talks about this fire as something that transforms our being so that we prioritize those who are marginalized and center those who we might consider to be the other or even our enemy. A fire in which we care for those who are in need and look not to selfishly store up possessions here on earth, but rather to fix our eyes upon the heavens. Not merely to be oriented towards charity or to be a bit more compassionate for those less fortunate than us, but rather to imagine a new way of being that goes against the way we naturally feel pulled. But as is so typical in the Gospels, Jesus's audience doesn't quite get it. In fact, a, a few verses before, when Jesus tells the disciples to sell all of their possessions and, and to be ready for what is to come, Peter responds by saying, are you talking to us? And it's in that context, in that frustration that we have Jesus's words here tonight. And it gets a little bit more explicit, a little bit more intense, and he draws upon the words of the prophet, prophet Micah, a book which can be divided into two distinct parts, sayings of peace and restoration, specifically a Messiah who would bring peace and restoration, and sayings of judgment. But rather than opt for a saying of peace and restoration, Jesus instead chooses judgment, almost as if to say, you don't get it. You're so preoccupied with how you understand peace and restoration that you've missed that I've come to shake things up. And if you wanna be a part of it, you're gonna find yourself divided against the ways of this world. Now that would have been apparent for Jesus's audience who knew that if they were to confess Jesus as their Lord and Messiah, that they would be committing treason against the Roman Caesar occupying their land. 
You can imagine the division in a household if you had a son or daughter come home and say that they were going to openly confess to Jesus as their Lord and betray the Roman Empire. The context for us is drastically different. We live in the United States, but the call is still the same. And it's an intense call, a call to look for the fire started by the life, death, and resurrection of Christ and to do everything in our power to tend to them, to care for the other, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to do everything we can to fuel those flames. And in doing so, we know that we may feel out of place, foolish even, divided. I've been thinking a lot about what this looks like practically because I know it's a bit abstract. And I, I keep coming back to the, the life of Jonathan Daniels, a saint in the Episcopal Church who we celebrate today. Daniels was an Episcopal priest from New Hampshire who answered the call of Martin Luther King Jr. to go to Alabama during the height of the civil rights movement. Daniel saw the flames in Alabama and made it his mission to go tend to them. And in doing so, in fighting and protesting for equality and justice and integration, Daniels and a group of protesters found themselves arrested and thrown into jail for six days with little food and no working bathroom. When they were finally released, they decided to go to a corner store while they waited for somebody to come and pick them up. On their way there, they were confronted by a police officer who was armed with a shotgun. He pulled that shotgun on 17-year-old Ruby Sales. And as things escalated, Daniels pushed Ruby Sales aside shielding her from the blow of the officer's shotgun, which he took to the chest. His final words were, we just wanted ice cream. Today, as we celebrate Daniels, we think of him as a follower of Christ called to a life of fire and division. As someone who saw the flames of the kingdom of heaven in all their beauty, in all their fullness, and died trying to tend to them. And this week, I invite you to look for those flames in your life, to look for the embers or the flames or the roaring fires wherever you find them, and to do everything in your power to care for them, to kindle them, and to watch them grow. And know that when you do, you may feel a bit off uncomfortable, out of place, divided. But know that the kingdom of heaven is worth the cost of that division. Amen.